98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. I've got a neighbor, and she is uh, she's really sweet, and she's from England, Daniel. Mm, I know her, yeah. And she moved over here because of that $15,000 thing Tulsa gives you. You, you can't, like, work in Tulsa, but if you want to move to Tulsa and work for your job from Tulsa, in other words, you're working remotely, you end up with $15,000 at the end. Mm-hmm. you got to stay a couple of years. You can't just move here and then move away with your $15,000. So, But anyway, I like talking to her because she has that British accent, which I think is really cool. And by the way, if you have a British accent, and maybe I'm wrong, you could be a dumb guy. But if you have that accent, I think you're smart. Does that make sense? Right. Do you yeah. feel that a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. You hear an accent and you go, well, these people must be highly intelligent. Yeah. I mean, they might be real stupid, but with that accent, I'm like, oh, man, this guy's going to outsmart me. He's going to outfox me at every turn. Mm-hmm. But not only does she talk with that accent, which I love, she also uses words. They're English words, but it's stuff that we don't usually use. Like I remember one time uh, I had to borrow a key of hers for something. She goes, just put it back in my letterbox. 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 Oh, that must be the mailbox. Not a mailbox. There's other ones that she said. Uh, she says, oh, it's it was cold outside. And she says, oh, I'm going to get my jumper. And I was like, what in the world's a jumper? That's a sweater. It's a, yeah, jacket or sweater. I had yeah. no idea. And I was looking at some of these other words. Um, <laughs> Band-aid is plaster to them. It's all English. They just, we ought to start using these. Um, a sidewalk? What do you think they call a sidewalk in England? I think it would be better if you ask me what the English thing is. I tell you the uh, equivalent. Sidewalk, what? I don't know, path? Footpath. Okay, I'm close. We ought to start using some of these. I, I like these. Um, so how do you want me to ask these? You give me the, uh, the version over there, and I'll tell you what it means over here. Biscuit. That's like a cookie or cracker. That's it. Chips. French fries. Um, a Mac, an M-A-C. MacBook? A raincoat. Oh, I've never heard that one at all. It's glorious. This is a weather term. It's glorious. Sunny? Hot. Oh. How about that? We, we really ought to start. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I got one. Trolley. You go to research, you might get yourself a trolley. A sausage? Shopping cart. Oh. We should do that. We should start calling them trolleys. Could you imagine walking in there and asking where a trolley was? I bet they just stare at you for about 30 minutes. The loo. That's the bathroom. To Nick. Steel. What, did you grow up in London? No, You're but I've watched a lot of uh, English television shows. <laughs> what, like Monty Python and stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is really cool. I kind of, even though her accent's cool, I think the words she uses are like, even cooler. Have you developed feelings for her or something? Because no, no, you're no, really no. talking a lot about her. No, you have what I nice call woman. mentionitis. That's where if somebody mentions somebody over and over again, they obviously have a crush on I, I have a crush on the British lady? Tyke has a little mentionitis this uh, morning. Oh, uh, I will say I'm a little mad at her, though. For what? Well, she's from London or something, or England. And so when she moved to Oklahoma, she's scared to death of the weather, over the weather, like big time scared to death. I mean, what she knows about Oklahoma is what she's seen in the movies and Twister and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So this British lady lives next door. She's scared to death of the weather. So she went and got a storm shelter. You know, God bless her. Good for her. That's not a bad thing to do. But um, and I went over there and I helped her a little bit with her storm shelter, kind of measure. (laughs) Don't look at me. Measuring stuff out to make sure the storm shelter would fit in the right place. And then um. It's a storm shelter for up to three people. And she's like, you know, if your family ever wants to come over and get my storm shelter during one of these tornadoes. And I said, yeah, but there's three of us and one of you. So I guess my family would be safe. 
But I would just have to risk it because there's only room for three people in the storm. I saw these things set up at the fair, and they had a booth with these shelters you're talking about. And you're right. There is absolutely no more room for more than three people. (laughs) So I would just have to risk it. Good morning. $1,200 free money with the sound of moolah. Boy, $1,200. That is a... that is quite a vacation. That is, uh, that's paying for Christmas right there, too. You know, you think about that coming up. So uh, what would you do with that money? You can find out when you play The Sound of Moolah. It's 710 here on 98.5 The Bull. Hey, Daniel. Uh, Tag, you're a known brown noser. Do you know what today is? Um, boss's Day. <laughs> Look at you. It is. What a brown noser. It is. <laughs> what will you be doing for your boss Nothing. Today? Right. What? I don't, don't act like you didn't go to Hallmark over the weekend or something like that. I, I didn't even know it was uh, the boss's day, but you know there's going to be a lot of kiss-ups going into work today with presents and that kind of stuff, you know? Well, I don't think I don't know a lot of people that kiss up to their boss anymore. It doesn't. I don't see not a, a lot of groveling anymore. It seems like, if anything, people are mean to their boss. You think so? What do you think? Tig, when I, earlier on in our career, when I first got hired in radio, it was by Tig. He was running the radio stations down in Alabama. And I showed up there for a part-time job. I was wearing a three-piece suit. I yeah, wouldn't even look at Tig in the face. I was looking down at like the ground. Like $6 an hour, and he showed up in a suit, <laughs> and he couldn't even look me in the eye. He was scared of me. <laughs> Daniel, you were scared of me. And I uh, ended up hiring you. And mm-hmm. so for a time, I was your boss. How long? I'm trying to remember how long you were. Actually, for a, quite a while. Years. Probably about five or six years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like I was a pretty good employee. No, respectful. you weren't. No, you weren't. Daniel... Like this guy, he had he did what they call the afternoon show. So he wasn't doing mornings. He was my afternoon guy that I'd hired, and uh, he had to get to work about ten o'clock in the morning, and he'd show up about ten o seven, which drove me crazy. And then um, and then about ten thirty, I wouldn't see him again. And I was like, where in the world is Daniel? And he he goes, well, I I, I go take my lunch. I said, you've been at work for twenty three minutes. You're not gonna take a lunch. I'm a grown man. I'll do what I want. You're not going to tell me when I can eat. <laughs> you, uh, and I go, dude, I know, but if you're hungry, why don't you eat before 10 o'clock? You can't come to work for 20 minutes and then leave for an hour lunch. Like, that's not going to work. In and your, he got all bent out of in shape. In your estimation, it. did you not have some weird rules back when you were running this radio station in Alabama? I had rules that were given to me by corporate that I had to enforce. Were they weird? I, don't, I didn't agree with them, but that doesn't matter. I was One, being paid to enforce right. rules. A stooge. <laughs> uh, one thing, yeah. I So my afternoon shard started at uh, 3 o'clock, I think, right? Your afternoon show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Started at 3. Why y'all wanted me there at 10? I'll never understand. Yeah. So I'd get there at 10, and then they came in. They're like, okay, everybody, from now on, you all have to tuck your shirts in. I was mm-hmm. like, tuck your shirts in for what? Just do. That's right. Just do it. And uh, that was a foolish thing to do, right? Well, I don't know. What, what do you mean foolish? Why so tuck what? They're in your paying shirt. you money. The employer is allowed to set expectations for their employees. Sure. And if tuck your shirt in is something, just tuck your shirt Do in. Do you think it's uh, bosses should try to make their the work uh, miserable for everybody? No. But it wasn't the goal wasn't to make you miserable. The goal was we had clients coming in that spend money at the radio station, and we didn't want you to look like you were hungover and just got to work. We you wanted feel you to like look put uh, together a shirt that's not. Do you tuck your shirt in every day still? No, I don't. Well, why not? Because things have changed. I, I was just thinking about this the other day. My dad wore a suit every day of his life. Okay. Now you just don't see people wearing suits to work anymore, really. I mean, some people, but mostly I'd say they don't, right? So now you can have your shirt untucked at the time. I mean, why didn't you make us all wear tuxedos? If, we had clients if corporate would have said that you had to wear a bow tie to work, I would have said, dudes. Let me also ask like you this. Here. How many clients came in, saw that people's shirts weren't tucked in, and walked out? I don't know. Hmm, interesting.
None, I think, is the but See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I was his boss, and you can kind of feel what it might have been like to have Daniel work for me. Because all he did was whine and complain and kick and scream like a little baby toddler. Mm-hmm. The only thing you didn't do is get on the ground and kick and scream. But outside <laughs> of that, you were a toddler. I, I would have kicked and screamed. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's tough because you should follow the rules. Like, that's what's always made you excel in your career is the, the boss asked you to do something, you did it. Yeah, right? I mean, listen, it's not... You were always a good, what would you call it? Work is not necessarily a democracy. Mm-hmm. It's an autocracy. You have a guy at the top that when he said, and he might hear you out and hear your side, but once he makes a decision, you've got to follow those rules. And Daniel would, he'd come in and he's like, oh, my shirt, man. And like, that's all I cared about was a stupid t-shirt. I just t-shirt. simply wouldn't do it. I mean, there's a. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, and I would get in trouble. And I told you that. I said, listen, man, you're making my life difficult. Do you really want to make my life? Just tuck in your shirt for me. Like, just be a bro and tuck in your shirt. Daniel, you know, and so Daniel didn't tuck in his shirt, and then I'd get in trouble because, like, Ty, you don't have your employees under control. What are you doing? Well, you I worst. think that's probably why we've made such a, a good team after all these years is because you were a little, you know, would do little, exactly little what they say. And, and you're a little loose, and you yeah. keep it kind of, we're kind of in the middle. I'm like a trailblazer, and you're like a dog that, you know, get onto, you just roll over. <laughs> hey, thanks, man, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the, is that, that's not a combat, is it? <laughs> Tyke and Daniel on 98.5 The Pool. I, I will say this, Daniel. I'm not telling you to do this, but I'm just suggesting it. Is that better? Since I'm not your boss You're anymore. not going to try to trick me. I was just going to suggest that if you're looking to uh, get into a new vehicle, Jackie Cooper Nissan is one place you need to keep your options open at because they've got 0% interest on the lot. So I don't know how that works with the interest rates and stuff, but they still maintain 0% interest on select models at Jackie Cooper Nissan. And if you're ready to trade in, there's good news on that end, too, because they got spectacular savings and actually money coming to you mm-hmm. at Jackie Cooper Nissan when you trade in your vehicle or you just sell them your vehicle. You can literally just sell your vehicle to them and leave. $1,500 above Kelly Blue Book value. That's what I love about it is you can get up to $1,500 over the value of your trade-in. What Ty loves about it, the sales staff, they do tuck in their shirts, which I think is we can all agree is the most important thing. I went down there and those shirts weren't tucked in. Ooh. <laughs> Things are going to get nasty. Go check them out. Uh, you love your Nissan, right? Yep. I just uh, drove it to work this morning, and it helped me. I was doing that lane change, and it lets me know if somebody's next to me, you know, all that. It's a very safe car. It's what I take my kid to ball practice at the Fortune Inn. I feel very confident in that car, and it looks good, too. JackieCooperNissan.com. That's JackieCooperNissan.com. Well, Daniel, we're uh, not that far away, about seven minutes away from uh, – your chance at $1,200, a sound of moolah. But first, I want to tell you, that I think I got disrespected by a team this weekend. I got to tell you, I'm pretty shocked at this Because uh, I this told story. you the story, yeah. and you were like, man, are you hurt? Are your feelings hurt? Um, so let me back up here. Uh, well, it's a Saturday night, and uh, I guess this is what the teens listen to. I don't know. They had like a house party down the street from me. Uh, about 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, I start noticing there's a little more traffic in the neighborhood than normal, which is fine. You know, I want them to have a good time. I ain't got no problem with that. Um, but, I mean, this is one big party because I'm about a block away from this party, and people are parking in front of my house. They're parking on the side of my house, and they're getting out, and they're walking down to this big party. And the music wasn't so loud as much as it was. Have you ever walked into a cafeteria like an elementary school cafeteria, and there's no music or anything. It's just loud in there because everybody's talking. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what was going on down the street for me. And then 9 o'clock becomes 10 o'clock, and I'm kind of I'm kind of watching my yard because my son and I, we went out there and we put up Halloween decorations, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if the teens, uh, you know, when they leave this party would think it'd be funny to steal a skeleton or something off my lawn. And so now I'm kind of like, well, 
I, I'm going to kind of keep an eye on my yard. And I wasn't mad at the teens. I was like, I hope they have a great time. I hope they're responsible and all that. And then the party starts winding down. And then I notice, oh, somebody's getting in their car. They're out of here. Another person's getting in the car. They're out of here. And I'm, I'm on the porch. And where I sit on the porch, you really can't see me. Um, you can see the decorations, but you can't see that there's a person out there kind of watching. And so I'm watching to make sure the teens don't come up and take a skeleton head or something. Because the reason is because that sounds like something I might have done mm-hmm. when I was 17. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you had some drinks in you and then you see... Uh... Yeah, and I didn't drink and stuff like that. But, uh, but these kids, I think some of them had, you know... I ain't talking about you. Yeah, I'm talking about the kids leaving the party sees all that. And they want to, you know, for some reason, once you've had drinks and you're young, you think it's funny to go kick things down yeah, like so decoration. I, I was alert. I wasn't upset, but I was just going to keep an eye on the yard. And then mostly everybody's gone. Like 98% of the cars are now gone, but there's one car still left right in my front yard. And I said, well, I'm not going to go to bed until I see, you know, these kids get in their car and leave. And uh, I see two two dudes look look young. Uh and, and one is completely fine. He is making sense. He's walking fine. The other guy, uh, he is in another world, just like, blah, 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 you son of a, blah, you know, just cussing and carrying on. And I thought, oh, this this looks a little hinky. And uh, and then I saw guy who seemed to have had something to drink start to look at my yard. And I said, oh, boy, here we go. And uh, he, he starts to approach my yard. And I've got decorations all the way out to the sidewalk, like little lights and Halloween stuff. And I said, oh, the kid's going to start. He's going to grab one of my lights. And, boy, am I going to scare the hell out of him because he doesn't see me. And uh, he comes up. He approaches the yard. And then he does see me. And he looks at me. And he goes, I see you, fat A. Why don't you get on a treadmill? That's what the kid says to me. Mm. Uh, that was disrespect, wasn't it? Yeah, that's pretty uh, brutal. He, he called me a fat A, except he actually said the word. Yeah. And then told me to get on a treadmill. And I was just sitting there minding my business. At first, Daniel, I thought, I, I looked around. I thought, is there a fat guy near me? <laughs> and you realize, wait a minute. He's talking to me. I'm the fat guy. I'm the fat guy. And uh, what am I? I'm almost six foot, 5'11", 165 pounds. I could stand to lose some weight, but I don't think I'm a fat guy. Well, but I, I guess was... to a, a teen, a skinny teen, I look like the Kool-Aid guy. I'm just wondering, because that would have really gotten off on me and hurt my feelings. I I asked you if it hurt your feelings. You said no, which I don't think you're being honest. I was amused because Mm -hmm. at first I was confused. I said, where is this fat guy he speaks of? And there was no, he was talking right to me. And he suggested I get on a treadmill. And I I started, I guess I did think about it afterwards. I said, am I that fat that a teen can see me from 20 yards away in the dark and still consider me to be a fat guy? That's what I've always wondered. Like if I had to go, uh, like a police sketch artist had to hear somebody describing me, Ugh. would I be known as stocky or, <laughs> or that kind of thing? Pudgy. But, well, I guess also, what a weirdo to sit out there and watch your Halloween decorations for hours what on mean, end. What a weirdo. I had nothing else going on. My family was asleep. I actually enjoy sitting on my You're porch. you like and a I nerd said, Batman. Like, oh, they better not mess with my decorations. <laughs> How long were you out there on that porch? Oh, well, I was intermittently checking it constantly uh, until the party ended about 11, and then that's when the guy called me fat. Well, you know, first of all, what kind of party only goes from 8 to 11 on a Saturday night? Here's what I figured. In Tulsa, you can do whatever you want until 11. And they must have been, they must have been, have had parents there that said, listen, y'all can raise hell, but at 11, that's when the cops can come. And about 11, they stopped the party. So I was very proud of whoever was in charge of that. And I think all the kids, they seem to be responsible. I mean, I hope so. But uh, I need to get on the treadmill. Uh, What were you eating out there on the porch? I was... Nothing big, just pizza and pork rinds and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. Georgia heat playing tricks on me. Or am I really seeing what I think I see? 
Time to win cash with Tig and Daniel and the sound of Moolah on 98.5 The Bull. Tig, the sound of Moolah is worth $1,200. Nobody's gotten it yet. We've got Linda on the phone. Linda, she's an abstract artist. Is that correct, Linda? I work in an abstract company. Okay, and what type of art do you make? I don't make art. I just work at an abstract company. I, I, I storage abstracts. Got it. Right. Ty acts like he knows what that means. It has something to do with uh, titles and when you buy a house. And, and it's uh, unique right. to only a few states. A lot of states don't do that. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Interesting. Well, uh, enough tomfoolery, Linda. Let's get down to business. Do you want to hear that sound one more time? Sure. All right. Are you ready? It's worth $1,200. Here we go. All right, Linda. Are you prepared to guess the sound of moolah? Yes, I am. Linda, what is your guest play? One of them metal slinky uh, toys. Say it one more time. They're called slinkies. They're called slinkies. Is it a slinky? It is not. Linda, I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. All right, thank you. Well, bad news for you, but also some good news, too, because now we're going to add another $50 to that sound. It was $1,200. Help us with that math, Linda. Uh, $1,250. Not bad, not bad. Well, Linda, you were a good contestant. This sound, man, I predicted this sound's probably going to be... Uh, like going to the moon for us, two to three thousand dollars, because it's not a complicated sound. It's not like Daniel put horse dentures in an army helmet. And we're supposed to guess that. It's stuff you would encounter every day in an office or a home. The problem with this sound is it's so ambiguous. Like, play the sound again, because somebody said sharpening knives, and when you hear that, you go, oh, I could hear that. Here we go. Sounds like sharpening a knife. Somebody said cutting paper. It sounds like so many different things, and we continue, which is uh, good and bad. You're not a winner now, but the money has gone up, and it's going to keep going up until somebody guesses the right answer. Remember, all the wrong answers are listed at thebulltulsa.com. Thebulltulsa.com. And, Dana, we're moments away from something pretty exciting. Tonight, News on 6, Reign of Terror. Uh, News on 6 has put together a special. Uh, as the movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, comes out in Tess Monty, you see her by looking at your television. She's going to be joining us in just a few minutes here on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. All right, Daniel, it's time for The Bull Fight on 98.5 The Bull. Pretty good tickets today. What do we got? Zach Bryan, when he makes his way back to the BOK Simber, uh, Center, December 12th, 2024. So not this year, guys, next year. Well, let's do it. We got two contestants on the line right now. They're yeah. vicious enemies at this point. We are. We've got Janice on line one. She's a retiree. Used to work in the healthcare industry. Is that correct? Janice? Yes. 
Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me, though? Yes. So you used to work in the healthcare industry, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. All right, Janice, you seem like a real barrel of monkeys. Um, up next, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> she gets through all the time. Hayden, uh, you've gotten through at least three to four times this year, but you've never won in the bullfight. I guess what's the secret to getting through? I, I really don't know. I always just get through. <laughs> okay, great She's advice. Blessed. Yeah. She's blessed. <laughs> um, all right, guys. And also, Hayden uh, works at Mom's Diner. Which one are you at? The one on 41st and Mingo. And you said if people come in today and say, I heard you on Tig and Daniel this morning, you will give them a free cup of water. I sure will. All right. Go tip <laughs> Hayden today. Janice, Hayden, enough tomfoolery. Let's get down to business. This is called the Little Quiz. All the answers include the word little. We will start with uh, Janice. Okay. Finish the song lyric. Twinkle, twinkle. Little star. Little star. Hayden. She sat on a tuffet. Little Miss Muffet. Little Miss Muffet is correct. Janice. This is a kids baseball association. Little League. Little League is correct. Hayden, this is the capital of Arkansas. Little Rock. Correct. We are tied up. Janice, this is Robin Hood's number two. Little John. Little John is correct. The rapper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, Hayden, what does he say all the time? Yeah. Uh, Hayden, this, uh, she lost her sheep. Uh, Little Bo Peep? Little Bo Peep is correct. Janice. Yes. This said the sky was falling. Chicken Little. Chicken Little is correct. Hayden, this is a pizza chain. Little Caesars. That is correct. We are tied up. Hayden, you're doing so well. Final question. I know. <laughs> uh, final question. Janice. Yes. This is where Custer met his end. Little Bighorn. Little Bighorn is correct. Hayden. He sang, good golly, Miss Molly. Uh, Little Richard. Little Richard is correct. All right, Tig. We have got a tie-breaking situation here mm. for the first time ever. Hayden, waitress at Mom's Diner. She's tried could take it home. four times to win. Never won, but now she's in a tiebreaker situation. Okay, ladies, this next question is for the both of you at the same time. Don't blurt out the answer. Blurt out your name. That's kind of how you buzz in. Whoever says their name first gets the first opportunity to answer the question. Does that make sense for y'all? Yes. Yeah. Okay, just your name. Here we go, Daniel. All right. This is a Manhattan neighborhood. Oh. Help her out, Ty. Little Italy. Little Italy. Oh. All right. Up next, second tie-breaking question. 
This character sang the song, Part of Your World. I don't know. Oh, wait. Hayden, Hayden. I know it. A little late. A little late. No! What was it, Hayden? Little Mermaid. That is correct. All, All right. right. got to continue. Third tiebreaker. <laughs> Later that same day. Yes. This was one of the atomic bombs dropped on Hiroshima, or the atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Help her out, Tag. Is it Little Boy? Little Boy. Uh, this is an unprecedented third or fourth tie-breaking question. Number four now. Fourth tie-breaking question. <laughs> Ladies. We're doing great. You guys are. This is the maker of Nutty Bars. <laughs> Little Deb Janice. Okay, Janice. Little Debbie. <laughs> Little Debbie uh -oh. is correct. Janice defeating Hayden in the 98.5 The Bull Fight. Janice, you've got a decision to make now. Are you going to hold on to these tickets? Are you going to give them to Hayden? Waitress at Mom's Diner. She's probably called in four or five times, never has one. Uh, Janice, this is going to be a very difficult question for you. Will you hold on to these tickets or give them to Hayden this morning? I think I'll give him to Hayden. What? Look at you. Look at that. So nice. <laughs> Very good. Well, Hayden has never successfully conquered one of our contests. However, uh, through the generosity of Janice, she the same result. She wins tickets. How about that? That's freaking awesome. She, she deserves it. Well, uh, we'll just lower oh. the music here. Hayden, you should take a moment to uh, give Janice some gratitude. Here, go ahead. Just take over. Janice, you helped me win today. <laughs> well, she didn't help well, you win. Being a waitress, I'm sure you need to get away for a while. So have a good time. Thank you very much. Did you want to invite Janice You're to come welcome. to uh, Mom's Diner today for a complimentary meal? I will pay for her meal. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. We're bringing the world together. The whole world's divided, uh, except for here with us on 98.5 <laughs> The Bull, right? Uh, and also, Daniel, another thing that's bringing people together is our Sound of Moolah, which is, I misspoke a second ago, it's actually worth $1,250 now. That's correct. At 810 with the Sound of Moolah, that's the money you can win in less than 20 minutes. Good morning, guys. Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. All right, Ty, let me introduce you to Kara. Uh, she has been playing the sound of moolah for a while now with her son, Landon. How are you this morning, Kara? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're good. Are you, are you and uh, Landon play every day? We do. We call in every morning on our way to school. All the way from Claremore. All the way from Claremore, and you finally get yep. through. And where is Landon? Uh, I just dropped him off at school. Mm, he's going to be so disappointed to hear uh, that he was in the car with you, but... You can play this back for him on the uh, Tiger and Daniel Show podcast. It's just a replay of the show. Perfect. And Landon is one that really came up with this guest, right? It is. It's his guest. All right. Well, we're going to play the sound again for you. In three, two, one. Okay. Now, 11-year-old Landon has been listening. He's been uh, studying, ruminating, and he has come up with a guest, which uh, mom is now going to guess on Landon's behalf. Are we ready for this guess? Yes. I'm ready. 
Kara, are you prepared to guess the sound of moolah? I am. Kara, what is your guess play? I'm hoping it is spraying a can of Lysol. Is it a can of Lysol? Landon is going to be so excited that you got through, but that is an incorrect guess. <laughs> That's okay. His uh, day will be made. Tyg hates when I don't I, uh, like it when he does that where he goes, oh, my God, get ready to go to the bank and tell him you don't have any money. Like, that's so rude. It's so unnecessary. Yeah, you, know, you find it to be rude and unnecessary. But I think it builds suspense and uh, it makes it exciting. At the expense of our listener. Don't you think that's, that's cruel, Kara? I look at Kara as a I think, person, you know, I think not a listener. adding entertainment. Thank you. Yeah. Now tell, <laughs> tell, uh, say, Tig, shut your your big fat mouth. <laughs> Tig, shut your mouth. Thank big you. fat mouth, ma'am. She, she left off <laughs> the adjective. <laughs> Did you hear what happened to Tig over the weekend when he was uh, out sitting on his porch watching some teenagers go to a party? I did not. I missed that story. Go ahead, Ty. Really quickly, tell her what happened. There was a party down the street from me, which I was cool with or something, but when the party let out, the, the teens, they came back to their cars, which were parked near my yard, and uh, one of them looked at me and say, hey, I see you, fat A. Why don't you get on a treadmill? That's one of the teens said to me. Oh, that's not nice. Isn't that terrible? Like, I was telling Ty, like, that, that would is. hurt my feelings. He tries to act like he's a big burly man and it doesn't affect him. But I know deep down inside he's crying. He's hurt. I don't feel like I'm fat. I, I could lose some weight. But I thought, where's the <laughs> fat guy he's talking about? Oh, it's me. Uh, yeah. I remember one time in college, this girl told me I had big pores. I was so upset about that for months and months. <laughs> you do? Yeah, that was like somebody said something about my pores. So I can't imagine what you're going through, Tyg. Kara, could you please come and hold Tyg for a minute? Uh, I'm, I'm doing it virtually through the phone. Here you go, oh, Tyg. Do you feel sweet. better virtually? I do. I feel the warmth. Okay, good. All right, well, Kara, bad news for you and Landon. Good news also for you and Landon because you're still qualified to uh, get through. And we're going to add $50 to 1250 What does that come to? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Uh, add fifty dollars to one thousand two hundred fifty. What does that come to? One thousand three hundred dollars. Hey now. And you can still win, Kara. We play that in less than an hour. Nine ten. The sound of moolah with Tig and Daniel. This is 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. So how much is our uh, Sound of Moolah jackpot? I have a, we're giving away so much money, I have to keep up with it, and I'm not that smart. $1,300. We played that at 9.10 this morning, our Sound of Moolah. If we don't get it right, we add money to the pot. We play tomorrow morning, the next morning, and just we keep just money every single morning, it feels like, here on 98.5 The Bull. In the meantime, let's take a look at what's going on around the world and right here in Tulsa. It's, uh, did you see? Good morning, Daniel. Uh, some sad news. Did you see that Suzanne Summers from the hit television shows Three's Company and Step by Step, she passed away yesterday after a 32-year battle with breast cancer. She was 76 years old. She would have been 77 today. Uh, a very shrewd business lady. Uh, also great in Three's Company. I don't, you said you're, it was a little bit before your time, Three's Company. I know her as the Thighmeister lady. Mm -hmm. And I knew she was an actress, but I didn't get to catch the Three's Company thing. Three's Company was a very hot show back in the day. So after a few years, she goes, you know what? I think I'm going to have to have a raise. So here she is talking about how asking for more money ended her role on Three's Company. It was year six and my contract is now up. 
I want you to pay me what you're paying the men. And I say to John and Joyce at the end of the season before, you know, my contract's up. You two have already renegotiated. I'm going to ask for big money and a piece of the back end. And if you two back me up because we have favored nations, we'll all get it. So I'll be the patsy. In the morning when my husband had left for this meeting, he said, you know, this could all blow out of the water. And I said, they're not going to get rid of Chrissy. <laughs> Never think that you're not replaceable. Rule number one. Uh, that's on a great yeah. rule. Oh, yeah, man. If you think you're so important that you can't be replaced, you're a fool. Life will go on without you. Trust me. You don't know how many people I've heard. If I were to leave that place, they would be in such uh, dire straits that they would have to just close down. And then they leave and then nothing happens. Uh, But she went on to, it kind of worked out for her because she got in that thigh master business. And I thought she was just a paid spokesperson, but it turns out she had skin in the game she had a lot of skin in the game here she is talking about how much she made off the thigh master over the years now keep in mind when this thing first came out it was one of those 1999 you know like buy it on television kind of infomercials Mm -hmm. here she is talking about them i use the thigh master every day of my life i do 50 in the morning 50 mid-afternoon and 50 while i'm lying in bed at night and i could crack walnuts with my thighs (laughs) 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 i live a good life and um, 1995 times 10 million, so kind of do the math, you know, and, and we're probably at 15 million now. We had partners 50-50, and they got drunk on money when they all started selling, and they, they overspent to the point where they could no longer afford to be in their side of the business, so we bought them out, and we have 100%. She made $300 million off the Thighmaster. Probably so, better than that Freeze Company raise she was going to get. Like she said, she had a good life. She was very successful. And uh, that's, boy, what, what more can you ask for when you look back on everything? Good stuff, man. Also, uh, Daniel, you saw the uh, fair was in town for 11 days. Price is right. How many people do you think attended the fair over 11 days here in Tulsa? I'm guessing like five, 600,000 people. Uh, over a million people. A million people. Uh, they did some data uh, later, and they said, look, this is one of the safest fairs we've had. Oh, of course, they had trouble. No mm-hmm. doubt about that. They just said it was one of the safer fairs they've had. Uh, the Sooners did not play this weekend, fell a spot in the rankings. That doesn't seem that doesn't seem fair. Number five to number six, OSU. That was an exciting game. Knocked off number twenty-three, Kansas. So a pretty good football weekend for those of us in Oklahoma. Except that Oklahoma didn't play and they fell a spot. But other than that, Daniel, what you got? Did you see this uh, lady went on a date? This has gone kind of viral on TikTok. Well, she goes on the date. This is in Atlanta, and uh, decides to just go all out when it comes to dinner. Then the bill arrives, and the guy. uh, well, he just disappears. And at first you're like, well, that's kind of a crappy thing to do. Until you hear what she did. Yeah, she ordered 48 oysters before the meal. So 48, 48 oysters, oysters and then a meal on top of that. Today I was bored and I had time. So he texted me like, can we meet for drinks? And I'm like, yeah, meet me here. They got the best oysters in the land. Y'all, when oh the fourth one came out, he was looking at me crazy. I'm like, baby, you invited me out. I'm going to eat. These potatoes in the crab cake. Why say he going to the bathroom and never come back? It's been like 10, 20, 30 minutes to end up grabbing a tab. That was crazy to me. I want to know what that final uh, tab came through. 48 oysters. That's four dozen. How could you eat? I couldn't eat 48 oysters no matter uh, what. And if that's your first date. Or what? It doesn't matter. That's a sign of things to come. I mean, come on. First date or not, like, let's be reasonable here. Um, I remember one time I went with my dad to eat oysters, and then he ate a bunch of them, and he looked at me and said, uh, you know they say oysters are aphrodisiac. Your dad said that to you. Yeah, and then just got quiet for a minute. I was like, I'm going to let you go, dog. What does that even mean? (laughs)
It's also, Tig, you should know this, it's your uh, tremendous brown noser, National Bosses Day. Mm -hmm. Will you do anything for our boss? Mm -mm. Well, why not? He knows I like him. I mean, every day I'm nice to him. Technically, Dina be... is our boss. That is a lady, so stop being oh, so yeah, sexist. Look too. at you. Just skip right over the lady boss and talk about the big boss. <laughs> I have several bosses, so what do you want me to do? Then why I, did you assume I was talking about the dude boss? I used to be Daniel's boss. This is a true story. For like five years, I was Daniel's boss, and there was a boss's day that came up, and he went and got one of those cookies, you know, um, you know the giant cake, cookie, yeah. and then you can write words on it. Mm -hmm. And I can't even say what he put on this cookie and brought it to the office, but it said, can I say? It said I blank you. It said blank you. And it's right there in the office. <laughs> and so I come waltzing in. I'm like, look, it's so sweet. Daniel got me a big cookie. And it said that on it. Uh, yeah. Like the people at the cookie company, the Great American Cookie Company, whatever them all, did not even want to have anything to do with it. But I insisted. And so they, <laughs> they still put it on there. Yeah. So get something for your National uh, boss today. Day. Yeah. All right. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. By the way, I got so excited about that eclipse. Well, that was a big old nothing burger. It's 98.5 The Bull. I got my watch. I went out at 11.50 like uh, they said to, and I look up to completely cloudy. And and even though there was an eclipse going on, it didn't look anything other than just a cloudy day, even at the peak of the eclipse. Same right? here. I thought, I'm going to go walk my dog, take about an hour and a half, two-hour walk, and really just take in the eclipse. And then I got out there, couldn't see nothing. And the other thing that I thought was eerie, though, it was a cloudy all morning, and so you really couldn't tell a distinction between the eclipse and not the eclipse. However, at 11.50, the birds in my neighborhood were going bonkers. They were like, chirp, 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 chirp. Like, they noticed the eclipse, even though they couldn't see it. I don't know, nature, I, they must have some type of different sense, but the birds were going berserk uh, for about 20 straight minutes there. I wonder why. Maybe they thought it was... A very quick night or something yeah, like I that? Yeah, I don't Maybe they... It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. <laughs> um, you know, I, I help coach baseball down there at La Fortune. I'm an assistant coach, not trying to brag. I don't like the pressure of head coach because they have to deal with the parents and stuff. So I said, I think I fit right in just as an assistant. You tell me what to do, I'll do it. And so we had a practice on Saturday morning, Daniel. And this is a league where a pitching machine pitches the ball. So the, the head coach puts me in charge of, hey, Ty, why don't you pitch to the kids and work on batting? I said, oh, you got it, coach. And I go over there, and I'm feeding the uh, the pitching machine the balls. And if you've ever been in sports, you know how this is. And if you've ever volunteered. And I'm trying to get the kids together. And it's about 45, 50 degrees. So it ain't exactly baseball weather. Mm -hmm. And so we're fairly miserable out there, and I'm trying to get the kids motivated, but, you know, one of them sees an airplane. We're right next to the hospital. Every time a helicopter flies over, you got to get their attention. It's just on and on and on and on. And, um, and so I'm throwing the balls out of the pitching machine, and when the kids are done batting, we have to go pick up all the balls. And there's like 50 balls to pick up. And I say, all right, kids, let's gather the balls and put them in this bucket. Well, they don't want to do that. And I said, all right, here's the deal. Whoever doesn't help pick up these balls doesn't get to bat and your practice will be over and i think now i've taught them a little lesson here they're not going to get to bat if they don't help pick up the balls and the kids go are you serious you mean we can leave so it backfired on me daniel the kids even the kids didn't want to be practicing in 48 degree weather aren't you supposed to make them run laps or something if they don't uh, yeah uh, we tried do that you say, we Denmark? tried that and uh i said all right run to the fence and back they, they walk to the fence and back and i go no no you got you got to run to the fence but i mean what can i do i can't force them i mean i can tell them hey run but anyway, I, I thought that um, I thought I was a genius that would have a plan to get them to get motivated, and then they, 
they turned it around on me and says, uh, you mean we can leave? Well, did you back up and do what you said you were going to do, or did you? No, then? I wussed out, of course, because I didn't want him to leave. I'm I sure was, you wanted to leave, too. I was going to teach you. You pick up these balls. Well, guess what? Oh, Ty picked up about 50 <laughs> balls. And uh, practice continued. Ty and Daniel and the sound of moolah on 98.5 The Bull. Tig, I'd like to introduce you to Brad. He's retired. He used to uh, do commercial sheetrock, drywall. Is that right? Yes, sir. How long did it take you to uh, learn to walk on those stilts? Oh, about a day. Oh, well, that's it. I huh? thought he had to go to like, class for a month or something. Uh, does that drywall mud taste as good as it looks? No. Hey, what does it taste it like? Don't. I don't know. I never tasted it. Ah, oh, come on. Brad, you need to taste some of that. Get back with us. I uh, tasted the dust. You tasted the dust? How is that? Pretty bad. Okay. Well, Brad, uh, you say your daughter's got you to start listening to try to guess the sound of moolah. It's worth $1,300. What's your daughter's names? Brandy and Brittany. Are they listening now? I have no idea. Well, <laughs> if they're not, they can listen on the podcast when we uh, we, we put this replay up every morning. The Tig and Daniel Show podcast. But enough tomfoolery, Brad. Let's get down to business. You want to hear this sound one more time? Sure. Here we go. In three, two, one. Okay. All right, Brad, you've heard the sound. You know that it's worth $1,300, Brad. Are you prepared to guess the sound of moolah? Yes. Brad, what is your guess? Play. I'd say, I'd say it's an oven rack. Is it an oven rack? Brad, it is not an oven rack. That's a really good guess, though. In fact, every time people make a new guess, Ty, I can kind of hear what they're hearing and let hear me, how it could be an oven rack. Let me play the sound, and this time we go into it thinking oven rack. And let's see if it matches our, our idea of that. Kind of does, man, like where you pull it out. Hey, now. And then you put it back in. Right. Well, Brad, let your daughters know that you didn't get it, but you're still qualified. We're going to add $50 to that $1,300. And what does that come to now? What's the new total? $1,350. $1,350. That's a lot of money. Not a bad guess. I'm actually impressed with most of our guesses this time because as a, the sound is so ambiguous. It could be 10,000 things. Um, and every time somebody guesses and then I go back and listen with that guess in mind, I'm like, that's exactly what that sounds like. Yeah, I'm looking over a list of all the incorrect answers. So far, I don't see any that don't make any sense. Yes. We're all, we're kind of circling this one, I think. We're getting close sometimes and hotter and colder, but um, that was a really strong guess. And will you listen to us in the morning and try again, Brad? Okay, man. 7.10 in the morning right here on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan.